This is Ross Jones, your business coach with my weekly podcast show, Bold Business Bits, coming to you from Yorkshire. This is where I have a great conversation with a phenomenal female business boss. We share some of the bold stuff they do, lessons they've learned, adversities they've overcome, and the fun they have. And then I'll be dipping into my toolkit and sharing a top tip. Business can be lonely, so make sure you join us each week and be part of our show. So hello and welcome. This is Ros Jones, Bold Business Bits podcast show. And today I'm joined by Barbara Nixon, success coach and founder of Smash Your Own Ceiling. Hello, Barbara. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's a complete pleasure. Thank you. So you're a success coach, Barbara, but I don't think you've always had your own business. How did you get to become a success coach? Oh, now this is a story. So I've been in the people development space for 20 odd years now, uh, which is a bit of a scary number when I say that out loud. So I started um, my journey working in corporate. So I had 12 years in corporate working in the training department of two large uh, food retailers here in the UK. So, um, and during that time, to be honest, I absolutely loved it, but I really found my my passion and my purpose. I discovered that I love working with people to help them achieve their potential, to help them achieve their, their version of success. And so it was a real honour and, and I suppose a real gift for me to, to find myself in that position straight out of university. And to be honest, it's something that I've been doing ever since. So after, oh, I think it was about 2010, I'd had a 12-year-long corporate career in senior management positions, done everything that you'd expect from a corporate career. And to be honest, I loved it. But in 2010, I went back from maternity, back to work. I just had my youngest daughter and I'd had quite a lengthy maternity leave. At that stage, we were allowed, I think, nine months to a year. And I'd taken advantage of it. And I'd, I discovered freedom. You know, I wanted more from my, from my life than just uh, than what my career was giving me at that point. And if you remember back then, we were right slap bang in the middle of the recession. You know, everything was, was kind of crumbling all around us. That uncertainty was happening. And I decided that that was the time to jump ship and start my own business. So I started a training consultancy with a friend of mine, which we ran for five years and we just had an absolute ball. And it was weaving in a lot of my passion, certainly staying in that people development space. But after five years, what I realized was that it just wasn't doing it for me. The closest thing that I can describe, Ros, is that I'd created another job for myself without even realizing it. Um, And that, that need for freedom, just it was still there, even though I was running my own business. So we closed the business down and in, I think it was just before, at the end of 2014, I started my coaching business, which is the one that I've got now. And yes, I've pivoted a little bit along the way, but that was the real start of my coaching business. I'd always coached as a, just another thread for, for what I was doing, but this was when I went full on and, and did yes. it full time. Yeah. And how has it turned out? Oh, you know what? I haven't looked back. Yeah. It's it's funny, isn't it, that when you really kind of lean into what your passion is and what's what your your values are and what you need at that time, which for me was definitely freedom. I um, that's what I was looking for. Everything else just seemed to fall into place, and it becomes yeah. easier to say yes to things, and definitely easier to say no to things, and just be a little bit more discerning about what's important to you. So yeah, yeah not look back. Absolutely love it. Fantastic. And so what's, and you're the founder of the Smash Your Own Ceiling. Tell us about Smash Your Own Ceiling. That sounds um, amazing. 
Yeah, this comes from, we all know about the, the, the glass ceiling that we have from corporate, you know, but this is very much around the ceiling that we create for ourselves. And I'd not taken that into account when I left corporate to start my own business. I'd not, it not even entered into my own head that I was going to put boundaries on myself or limitations to, to what I could achieve, even though I was always great at thinking big and I always had big vision and, and big goals and I was quite ambitious. I found myself definitely putting that ceiling in place though, and, and blocking my own success. So I did an awful lot of work on my own mindset during that time, but I also started to see other people coming to me with exactly the same problem that they found themselves. Like, yeah, exactly. It's Life like, is a mirror. It really is. Somebody, uh, not long ago, actually said to me, "Oh, isn't it funny how we teach what we need ourselves?" And I completely agree. But I, I started to get quite a lot of clients with exactly the same problem, saying, "I'm holding myself back, and I know about it, and, and I can feel it, but I don't know what to do." Yeah, I'm, I'm really getting in my own way, even though I've got all of these big ambitions. So that's where Smash Your Own Ceiling actually came about. And yeah, again, it's an absolute honour to just work with so many people, just get sidestepping their, their what I call success yeah. blocks. Yeah. And so you talk about success, a success coach. So what you talk about their version of success, what, what is success? you know this is this is how long is a piece of string right it could be anything and again I was having this conversation just the other day about what is my version of success and when I started my business back in 2010 my version of success was definitely was very much just being able to do the school run every day that was all I wanted you know being able to do the school run and go into school plays without having to take time off work and take your holidays so it can be as as small as that, even though at the time that certain certainly wasn't small, to having, you know, your big yacht, your, your, you know, your house in the country, whatever that looks like for you. So again, it's just tapping into what success means to you. And sometimes when you do that work, actually often when you do that work and you really look at it, you're probably living your version of success in some way, shape or form already. Yeah. And it's just allowing yourself permission to to see it and see what's going on around you right now and to enjoy it as well yeah. to enjoy it yes it's like sometimes you know it's I mean so many I work with so many people who it's like when they get there then they'll be happy mm-hmm. or then they'll be successful but actually how about right now could you not be happy right now and successful right now it's interesting isn't it it's always got to be something that's that we're striving for I find yeah. that really fascinating I do too, isn't it? And we, we all do it. But again, when we do that work and just think, right, what is it that we've got in place right now that can really yeah. give us that happiness? Because yeah. uh, we are really good at looking for things that are going wrong, aren't we? We've all got that negative bias. So, yeah, it's interesting when you tip it over on its head. And what about this? So have you achieved freedom, this need for freedom? I, ha- I feel as though I have. I absolutely, To be it, it, perfectly honest, Ros, it's a, a, an ongoing effort right so there are days and weeks and sometimes months where you just feel as though you are on the treadmill as we all do you know where things where we're just on that hamster wheel and just um reactive and just getting things done and that's okay but I think my my north star my guiding light is okay am I actually living my freedom right now and again it doesn't have to be something massive just as what we talked about is freedom for me at the small things like can I go for a walk? Walk the dog during the middle of the day. Can I, uh, can I start my day at a different time rather than nine o'clock? I know we were talking just before we, we started this podcast about being a morning person, a night owl. I'm very much a night owl. 
And for me, a great, it was really liberating one day when I, I decided that I wasn't going to have any client calls before 11 o'clock. And I thought, wow, I can actually do that. I can give myself permission to do that. And it, it was a game changer. And that it just added to that sense of freedom that I can create the perfect day I, for, for my perfect day. I can create my perfect normal average day, whatever that looks like for me. And, yeah. and we can all do that at certain points, but definitely that's how freedom has, has entered into yeah. my life. I love that. And, and so many people decide to create a bad day for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> what about, so I guess during this time of um, this lockdown that we're in at the moment, it's been going on a long time now, so I guess it's given people lots of opportunities as well as the downside of it. So what's it meant for you in terms of maybe opportunities, given, given something good out of something that's not so good? Yeah, and, and I really like that about looking for the opportunities because we all talk about the negatives, can't we? But for me, I first of all, I loved the opportunity of having all of my client calls on Zoom. I used to see people face to face. And although I loved that, I loved the connection. I like, you know, I really like people. I like being in the same room as people. It wasn't until I stopped doing that that I realized the impact that it was having on me and my energy levels and certainly on my time as well. And that impact in freedom. So it allowed me the opportunity to kind of re invent my my perfect day reinvent my business a little bit um once everybody was on zoom but also I kind of really I took the time to dig deep and to see what was really important for me at that moment because there was so much fear and there still is there's so much fear uh, and rightly so you know there's a, we're in a, a very different uh, world than we were a couple of years ago so it's this, it's bound to feel different there's different energy but I didn't want to get sucked into that because I knew that it would affect me. And also I wanted to be able to hold space for the people that I was working with. So I, I really took the time to think about what was important to me during this time of uncertainty and where I wanted to be able to show up. And again, how that, that perfect day would kind of reestablish itself, really. What did it look like now? And that was quite exciting as well. Again, certainly looking back over the past year of just how different just different, how different my day is compared to how it used to be. Yeah. It's interesting. I did, um, I was looking back in my diary where well, I was doing my mileage actually for the year end, totting it all up and like 10,000 miles less than the year before. But also when I looked in the first week in January, 2020, I had a Christmas break and then I launched myself back into it, driving all over the place like a mad person. And uh, I just thought, I, I just to rush around like some sort of chaotic whirlwind. Well, it didn't feel like it at the time, but now when I look at it, having had this year of stillness, if you like, it just seemed crazy that, that I used to be like that. I don't know. Did, did you used to do anything like oh, that? Oh, totally. I was thinking exactly the same because this year is so different. So I did the same. I was doing my accounts and looking back over last year. And I used to start my year, maybe you were the same, Ros, where as though somebody's you know fired a starting pistol it was like you'd had a bit of a, a, a lull over Christmas then it was ready steady go yeah. you know and and it felt perfectly normal yeah, it to do that didn't it and this year we had Christmas we had a very different Christmas and I made the decision during the Christmas break I was gonna just slow right down and enter the new year with a completely different pace 
And I literally, I, I, I didn't launch anything. I didn't, I pushed all my clients back to the last couple of weeks of January. Nobody minded, nobody cared that, you know, it, the world didn't end because I did that and again that would have been a story that I told myself oh I can't do that because whatever the end of that sentence is and this year it's like no I've decided this is what I'm going to do and I'm just going to just relax into 2021 and the other thing that I realized was just how much of the energy we had soaked up from last year and I'd just not realized it and how exhausted I was and shattered. And I needed that time out to, to regroup and process yeah. and, and start again slower. Yeah. Um, so, Barbara, one, one of the questions that I tend to ask my phenomenal female business bosses is about a time of adversity in your life. Because we all go through stuff, don't we? Stuff happens to all of us. And so do you mind sharing a time, you can think of a time of adversity in your life that was tough at the time, but you came out of it. And what was the good that came out? Yeah, I mean, the time that that popped into my mind was, it was probably just, I was certainly running my own business, so it's probably around the 2015 mark. I, I forget the years. The years all seem to blur into one now, don't they? I don't even know what day it is. When I started suffering from stage fright, and although this isn't, it was, you might think actually that's not a big problem. I was in people development. Yeah, I was doing running workshops. I Is was out of the blue, like completely. Of... Yes, oh, okay. completely out of the blue. And I was running workshops. I was speaking. I was doing lots of speaking engagements. I was doing lives and, and webinars and all of that sort of stuff. And I started really getting nervous about showing up. And the only thing that I can think of, I've not really delved too deep into it about why, but the only thing I can think of was that all of a sudden I was. I was on my own now. I wasn't uh, behind a brand of when I was in corporate, which there's safety behind being a, yeah. a part of a corporate company, isn't it? But being in a company, I wasn't in my training consultancy again. There was a, a brand there. It was all of a sudden it was Barbara. You know, it was just me front and centre, and that was the difference that I can kind of pinpoint. And yeah, it took me by surprise, but also it, I did the classic thing of just not wanting to show up anymore. You know, I really resisted it. I started to really think about my business, whether it's something that I wanted to do, even though I loved it, even though I knew that I was good at it. And even though I'd, it was what had always given me joy, I really started to resist it and say no to things. And then I got this opportunity. I got a phone call one day. I'd been saying no to things. Yeah. And say, oh, no, I can't do that. I'm too busy, as you do. And then I got an opportunity to do a talk for a lot of women all about, I think it was about either imposter syndrome or something around confidence or something that was really close to my heart. I found, I was on the verge of saying no and I stopped myself and I went, let me just have a think about it and let me come back to you. And I put the phone down and I thought, if I say no to this, then I'm not going to do this anymore. I knew that it was a game changer for me, that, you know, it was a, a, a pivotal moment. And I thought, no, it can't, it can't be, you know, this is something that I'm, it's just, a hurdle it's just a block that I need to work through and actually can I see this as a gift that it's something that I can support other people with so I phoned the person back and said great but can you give me a couple of months so I bought myself a little bit of time and then I started to go to work and even in that time I, I created an experiment for myself I think that's the best way that I can describe it of so it took the pressure off where there was no there was no success. There was no failure. It was all just results. So what would happen if I created this experiment of how to get over stage fright? And, and that's what I started to do. So I started to show up more. I started to do lives, even though I was terrified. But I started to log my symptoms and started to work through them. And I started to do smaller, smaller speaking gigs just to get over it. 
And then what I did, which is a little bit unconventional, I did a stand-up gig just to throw myself into it. And it it wasn't like I didn't just walk into a comedy club and do an open mic night at all. You know, I did a a comedy course and at the end of it it was a a gig in in, in a comedy club. And that for me was, can I, can I actually do this and survive? You know, because it's so out of the ordinary, so, so totally, you know, uh, different to anything that I've done, but on the similar theme that can I do this and, and, and survive? Can I be so nervous that I'd be terrified and still be okay at the end? And I have to tell you that at the time I was terrified doesn't come close. You know, I was absolutely <laughs> petrified. I was so scared. And on the day... I regressed to being five and I literally, my husband got out of bed and I hid under the bed. <laughs> and he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm, I'm actually hiding. I think I'm hiding. This is, you don't have to do it. And I says, but we all know that I'm going to because it's part of my experiment. And I knew there was no pressure. You know, even though I bombed and I was hopeless and it was horrendous. I'd not, there was no, no consequence to that because it was under the yeah. banner of fun. But for me, it had meaning. I'd attached some meaning to it. So on the day, I mean, that evening when I did it, it was, oh, I had all the usual symptoms, you know, your heart beating out of its chest and your, your hands sweaty and not being able to breathe, catch your breath and all of that sort of stuff. But instead of just being absorbed by those symptoms, I became detached and I started to be aware of them. And I started to just look at them differently and go, oh, okay, so this is how I'm feeling. All right. So can I cope with it? Yeah, I can cope with it. Okay. Can I still speak? Yeah, I can still speak. And I got on the stage and it was absolutely fantastic. I had a ball. It all went swimmingly. And I got off the stage and thought, okay, so if I was that scared beforehand and and survived and know that I could deliver, then I'd be okay. And since then, I knew, you know, the stage fright just ebbed away as as the more I practiced. But I realized that because I'd taken it to its peak, you know, I thought, actually, I survived that. It's fine. There was nothing, nothing horrendous that happened anything else in the future I can survive too so yeah I still get a little bit nervous but nowhere nowhere near that I now help people to be more visible online just because I know just how horrendous it is sometimes and how tempting it is Ross just to just uh, shy away from that and to hide and to you know to not do it even though you know deep down inside that you'd be great um, and that you deliver a great uh, a great message I love that story. Thank you for sharing that. That's no, it's a pleasure. Yeah. Uh, and I guess it's something that we've all been through at some point, you know, just, I think there's a statistic, isn't there, that people are more frightened of, of speaking at a funeral yeah. than they are of death. Yeah. So, and I, again, I find that fascinating. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's, it is. One last thing then, actually, Barbara, thank you, is that one of the questions I like to ask is, what's your number one piece of advice for, so I'm a, a woman standing here before you, I'm asking for your number one tip that you'd give me if I'm just about to start up in business. Starting up a business. I think for me, it's my number one tip is to dream big, definitely have your big goals, but also to not let your big goals scare you. And again, this is something I see a lot of, is to often we can feel overwhelmed by that huge big goal and to really be okay and give yourself permission to distill it down into a teeny tiny step that you can take consistently because consistency is by far the best thing that you can do, just showing up consistently. Yeah, I love that. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for joining us with our podcast, Barbara. It's been wonderful to speak with you. It's an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for inviting me. Thank you. 
In our conversation, Barbara's top tip was to show up consistently, which reminded me of the quote from Woody Allen, that 80% of success is showing up. Showing up refers to our ability to remain committed to and consistent in our actions. I completely agree. If we want to get better at something, we have to practice it every day. If we want to build relationships, we have to nurture them every day. I think what I would add to the tip of showing up every day are two other words that I encourage my own clients to incorporate into every day, which are focus and discipline. So I think one of the things that potentially prevents us from consistently showing up is that we've chosen too many things to show up to. We try and change our lives all at once. But I think focus is really important. So if we ask ourselves, what is the one thing that I have to show up to today that will help me achieve my number one goal, focus on that. And then use discipline. Do it every day. And then, after 21 days or 40 days or 90 days, however long it takes you to cement that habit so that you just do it automatically without thinking, you can move on to the next thing. And so on and so on. Do the thing that James Clear, the king of habits, suggests in his book, Atomic Habits, So he says, chart your progress. So put a cross on your calendar every day you show up to do your number one thing. Every day you put a cross on it. So as the time goes on, you're building up this chain of crosses on your calendar and then refuse to break the chain of crosses as they build up. This will make you feel immensely satisfied. So have fun, celebrate consistently showing up every day. This has been Ros Jones. I hope you've enjoyed our podcast show. Remember to subscribe and share. Bye for now. This has been your Ross Jones Bold Business Bits podcast show. If you'd like any further information about anything we've discussed today, please just get in touch. Go to businesscoachingyorkshire.co.uk. Please join me again next week when I'll be speaking with another phenomenal female business boss with Bold Business Bits. And remember to subscribe to my show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.